This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. One Bills Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, here we be, hour number three on a Buffalo game day Monday, Monday night football, Bills, Bengals, and joining us now is a guy that sat on both sides of the fence tonight. First round draft choice of the Bengals, started his career there. Then Bills Mafia basically recruited him to Buffalo, and the rest <laughs> is history one of the most intense competitors you've ever seen in a Bills uniform is Takeo Spikes joining us here in hour number three. How are we doing, Takeo? Good to see you, man. You look great. Hey, outstanding, man. It's, it's always a pleasure to be able to, to chop it up, not only when we talk about the ball, great ball that the Bills are playing, but two teams, two of my former teams. So I've been doing great. Happy holidays to the both of you. Yeah, you've been you've been a part of games like this when you play. You played for 15 years, and you get – and just try and describe for people listening, when I've tried to do it, and I don't know if I've done a really good job of it or not, but the difference, because you practice at a high level, you train at a high level, you're professionals, but when you get to a game like this one, describe what changes in the building when you get to work on every morning about, listen, this is a, this is a big game. This is a, you know what I mean? This is a playoff kind of game. Describe the difference between the all-day, everyday regular season and then you get into a into a scuffle like this one. All right, so it used to be 16 weeks, Steve. Now we all know it's 17 weeks, which really means 18 weeks when you count the bye week. And what happens is you start to get in that, that mundane routine right. of Monday you come in, depending on if you have victory Monday, Tuesday day off, you still go in. You get into your routine. But now it's different. As you mentioned, even though we're not, it's not a playoff game, but technically it really is. And this is the reason why, because uh, it's a heightened sensitivity of awareness that goes up if you're the Buffalo Bills coming into this game. You understand that this Bengals team is very dangerous. They're coming in up under a seven-game win streak, number one. And then number two, even though you're leading your division or clinch your division, you know what? You still got to play for the best seed because ultimately at the end of the day, you want to be that number one seed. And if you can be that number one seed, guess what? 
that brings Kansas City to you now. You don't have to go and play Kansas City and Kansas City fans. And you look at the heightened sensitivity of what I mentioned also is the guys understand coming in that building this week and it will be displayed tonight. This is a game that you really don't want to lose. Why? Because it could really put you in the number three seed in the AFC, which means you could potentially be going to play the Kansas City Chiefs, the one and two seed, or it could be who was the number two seed? Yeah. Maybe the, what, the Bengals, right? One of these two. It'd be one of these two teams going yeah. the other one to face them again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, like, that's what changes. You don't get in that same routine. You do the same thing, but it's more of a sense of urgency that you bring into the building with you. It's not like on Wednesday, oh, okay, I'll get it. You get a mistake wrong on a play. Oh, I didn't recognize it. i get it tomorrow. Negative. You got to get it today. <laughs> and that's the heightened sensitivity of what comes along with it. I think Takeo's ready to put a helmet on right now. Um, so talk to me, Takeo, from a linebacker perspective here, because one change that we've noticed in Joe Burrow's game is he's kind of adopted that Tom Brady approach. Like, hey, you're going to give me free seven yards. I'll take the check down here and I'll get second and three and live that way all day. When you're a linebacker and you're facing a quarterback that seems willing or more apt than in the past to go that route because you're playing cover two shell or whatever uh, and not give him anything cheap or deep. How does that change your perspective as a linebacker? Obviously you've got your game plan, you've got your assignments, but knowing a quarterback is more apt to take those, does it change your focus? Does it heighten your awareness anymore? Yeah, it does. It, it, it heightens your awareness from the standpoint of, we used to play checkers. Now we have to play chess with. And what I mean by that is I remember playing against Tom Brady. If you give him a cover two shell, he's going to be patient at the line of scrimmage and he sees the boxes like he's going to run. It. He's patient with getting three, four yards to carry, because if you get four yards to carry, that's a first down every three plays. Now you bring somebody in the box. He's going to check, okay, I see one-on-one opportunities on the outside. I may look for a bang eight. I may look for out routes. And so as a defender, especially as linebackers, you want to be aggressive. As defensive linemen, you want to be aggressive. But you have to understand, you got to understand how the quarterback is thinking, how the offensive coordinator is thinking, and you have to know when to take your shots. This is a prime example tonight to where you may see Ed Oliver, Gregory Rousseau, trying to take advantage of them when they earn the right to rush the pass to put them in long yardage situations. And when you put them in that, now you it's the process of elimination. Now you don't have to play the chess game anymore. It's straight checkers, man on man. And then you let it line up and you see who let the best man go out and win it out. What do you think about how this – what's your mindset when this – Cincinnati Bengal offense takes the field. They got three wideouts that are all really good. What's as a defender, how do you approach a game when a team has got really big time weapons on the outside that you gotta cover up? I mean, you gotta you gotta pick one to double, you gotta pick one to single up, you gotta, you know, zone it off, you gotta, you know, man it up all the time, you gotta get in their face or you play off. What is the mindset in preparation when you take the field against a team you know is gonna throw it to those three guys? 
you have to go inside of your defensive back room. Well, really, in the entire defense. Up front, guys, we need one of you guys to, to exploit the weakest link. We know Lyle Collins, he's out. And so I talked about Ed Oliver, Gregory Rousseau. We need you guys to pick up the slack. Then you go to the back end in the defensive back room and you look and see, let's go back a few weeks ago when we played Miami. You know, we didn't necessarily need one guy to go out to defend a the cheetah. So let's play bra- bracket coverage on one guy, and then we can go ahead and get a Tredavious White, which he is, I'm glad to see him back, and put him in a position to say, you are the X factor. Understand in certain down and distance situations, this is where the ball is going. This is the reason why we're going to assign you to be on this guy every time because you know the tendencies and you've watched them all week. And outside of that, for the third receiver, yeah, they're going to make plays. Like, that's that's part of what they do, but we have to keep it and keep the damage to a minimum. And I think that's the best way when you talk about defending this dangerous Cincinnati Bengals offense is to be able to take your stars and put them against their stars, but ask a little bit more out of your superstars, especially on the defensive line, because that is the best asset to any cornerback in the National Football League. All right, so you were known as an emotional leader, Takeo, and these big games, naturally, because of your emotional constitution, you would probably get super hyped for these things. Oh, Josh, yeah. Josh Allen, as we know, gets super hyped for these things, too. He did a really good job last year of keeping his emotions more in check and kind of avoiding that moniker that some people had given him called Sugar High Josh Allen. How would you keep your emotions in check you know, so you're not so hyped to the point where you can't even think straight and, you know, remember alignment, assignment, et cetera. You, it's just a reminder. And I, I think I can speak, I can speak on this because I have plenty of experience on it. I remember <laughs> going out one game and I just got extremely too high, just expecting to just kill somebody. <laughs> when they gave me a look that I wasn't expecting. I was like, Hey, Flex, what, what's going on? So, you know, it was <laughs> like I had to reset. So I think it's important tonight. They have to understand this team is very good. This team dethrones the Kansas City Chiefs. So with knowing that they're going to make their plays, and that's and that's fine. But we just have to make more plays than them. And so when they do make a play, don't get discouraged. Don't get mad. Let's at least talk about it and figure out the why. And once you're able to figure out the why coming back to the sideline, hopefully you can figure it out within that play drive. Now you can make the adjustments because I truly believe I'm so looking forward to this matchup. I I think it's it's the premier matchup in the AFC. Hands down it is. And I I think the emphasis really needs to be on if they make a play, so what? We're going to make two more than the play than they made. And if you get into this game at at this level at this time of year, because there's only one game after this, kind of quantify for both of these clubs, because even if you don't get there, the, the Bengals have proven it. They don't need home field advantage to get to the Super Bowl. They did it on the road last year. The Bills have gone on the road and, and have not made it to the Super Bowl, but got to the AFC Championship game and played really outstanding football in Kansas City and can walk out of there with their head high, but still – 
neither of these teams should feel like their season's over if they don't get the one seed. But what's the difference for both of these clubs? If Cincinnati gets the one seed, what's it mean to them? And if Buffalo gets the one seed, how does it change or affect their chance? I mean, both these, both these clubs would love it, no question about it. But how likely is it that if one of them doesn't get it, they can still get to the Super Bowl? I think you just go off of the resume, and I think you said it best, Steve. Cincinnati was a team, they were complete road warriors a year ago. And so for me, being in situations to where you've done it before versus just talking about it, hoping the best for it, uh, these guys are battle-tested when it comes on the road. So in the event that Cincinnati loses this game this evening, uh, you know, their mindset will be, you know what, guys? Like, it's feel okay. Like, what we have done up until this point is not by accident. We've won seven straight and beaten some of the best teams. And a lot of them came on the road. So from that aspect, I think that will be best. And if you take the Bills and you look at the Buffalo Bills and say, hey, if they're fortunate enough to win this game this evening, I really think this takes them to another level of comfortability. There's nothing like playing the playoffs, knowing that you never have to leave. Everybody comes into your backyard. And not only do... You know, I think you play a little bit better when you're at home. The bravado is a little bit better when you're at home. And then the mindset is a little bit better. And then you see Bill's Mafia outside that's going to give the warm team a nice welcome, jumping off the tables, the intimidation factor. <laughs> uh, I think all of that plays a little factor into it as well. So uh, regardless of what, whatever may happen, we still will have two very good teams heading into the playoffs. Last one from me, Takeo, because uh, we haven't talked to you in a while. And, again, appreciate the time. I'm curious for your thoughts on the linebacker talents that Edmonds and Milano are within the scope of this defense, number one. And then the second part of that question, is it crazy to you that you see a Bills defense and their base defense is nickel. They play nickel 96% of the snaps, and you can't pull them out of it. But Edmonds and Milano first. Give me your thumbnail sketch of those guys. I think they play very, very good defensive players, hands down. Um, I think they play better with each other, and that's the reason why you see every snap. Whatever formation that may that, that's probably presented to them, they're athletic enough and they know how to play off of each other enough to where even if you give us 10 personnel, which is four wide receivers, one running back, it's okay because we have guys who understand their limitations. And then just the, the camaraderie and then just the, the mentality of how the back end plays with the linebackers as well. And uh, what was the second one, Chris, you said? Just this day and age, the Bills playing ninety six percent nickel. Like they oh, yeah. they face twelve personnel, they sit in it because Taron Johnson's like almost like a hybrid linebacker. I know you played with Brian Scott, who was kind of like one of those hybrid guys too. But Taron Johnson's a nickel corner doing that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you know, even going back to my days in Buffalo, the thing that I appreciated most was when we had Antoine Winfield, and we would sometimes move him into the. The, the the slot position yep. just because he was like a Sam linebacker. So uh, it's not surprising. And when I look at 
the way that they're able to play with each other. And I, and I, like I said before, they play very well with each other because they know each other expectations. So uh, it's a joy to see. And for me, I'm proud of Tremaine just because uh, I had the opportunity. A lot of people don't know this. When he came out of college, I spent a couple of weeks with him, working with him, developing him on certain of his skills, drops, understanding, recognizing formations, you know, just trying to get him caught up to where he gets to the point. Who knew he would have got drafted to the Buffalo Bills? But he has really gotten better week in and week out. I'm very proud of both of them. And it, from a former linebacker who played in Buffalo, uh, I was talking with Cornelius Bennett about this maybe a, a year ago. And we just smiled, just knowing like, man, you, you, you see what you started. I told Biscuit that. Then Biscuit was like, well, you see what you kept up. And I'm like, all right, I see what I'm now presenting. So it's a trickle-down effect. Takeo, thanks, man. It's great to see you. You look great. You're, you're, you look like you'd be selling soap, man. You look fantastic. Thanks for coming on with us. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Steve, I appreciate it, man. I'll see you guys soon, too. All right, good to see you, Takeo, as always. That's Takeo Spikes joining us, former Bills and Bengals linebacker. We'll see if he's got a house divided tonight uh, with respect to who's going to come out on the winning end of this one, but always good to see Takeo. And we look at the quarterback comparison in tonight's game. And Steve, I think this kind of paints a pretty effective picture as to how evenly matched not only these two quarterbacks are, but the two offenses are as well. I mean, really the only area 
where Josh Allen has an edge is obviously in the rushing department. Um, but, you know, you look at Burrow, he's been a more prolific passer this season, and that kind of makes up for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you go total yards from scrimmage, Josh has got him by 300 yards, but he's but Joe's got Josh by over 200 yards passing. Um, and and we've seen, too, you mentioned that Joe Burrow is a really efficient passer. He's completing 69% of his throws. That's an enormous number. Uh, and it, it does speak to the fact of how efficient they are uh, in the passing game. I think if you're going to get this Cincinnati team off the field, your defense is going to have to do a couple of things. One, they're going to have to get – they're going to have to win now on their pass rush, no question about it. And two – they're going to have to bat some passes down off the ground. They're going to have to get some incompletions manufactured by their defense rather than uh, just letting Joe Burrow release the football. So um, if you can do that, you give yourself a little bit better chance because if the ball doesn't get batted down, the guy doesn't throw it into into trouble, man. He, the, he's got guys that can get open and, and snag it. They can win 50-50 balls too. I mean, seventy he's completing 69% of his passes. Yeah. That's a monster number at this point of a regular season. You've certainly got seen guys do it. I mean, Josh has done it for a game here and a game there. And you see guys once in a while, like Mahomes has had a game where he was 90%. I get, I get all that. 69% of your passes at this point of the regular season, that's a fat number. And that gives you an idea of how hard it is to get the Bengals off the field on third down. And um, I think it comes down yeah. to batting balls and getting them on the ground. I know – you watched a lot of last week's game by the Bengals against the Patriots. I watched some of that last night and I couldn't believe it, Steve. You got T Higgins at six, four and the Patriots have Jack Jones on him. Who's probably my size, like well, five, seven, a buck 75 at best. That's, I mean, that's not even a fair that. fight, but yeah, I get it. I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. I, but that's what, and I'll say this: the Patriots were pretty successful. I mean, they did a nice job against them. Uh, they they gave them twenty two yeah. points, and I think what the Patriots, I think the I think the Bengals kind of took their foot off the gas a little too, don't you? In the second half, yeah, I mean, yes, no question about it. But you know, you got to think think too that, yeah, that game, yes, that game was like twenty two to three or something at one point, and the Bengals and the Patriots got back in it late. Um, nevertheless, it's the kind of, it's the kind of defensive plan that, you know, makes the Patriots so hard to beat. And I think if you can mimic that, if you, if the bills hold the the Bengals to 23 points or whatever it was, I, you got to consider that a win holding them below their average. They're averaging over 26, I think a, a game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's good. I'll take it. I mean, I'm sure the Patriots were happy to take it. They just don't have an offense that can keep up on a consistent basis. That's what they're dealing with. Right. Uh, back to the tweet sheet we go where we're asking you today, what are the keys to a Bills victory over the Bengals? And Marco says getting pressure on Burrow early and often on defense, controlling tempo and pace on offense to keep their D-line guessing. We talked to uh, Michael Robinson about that earlier in the show, Steve. Ken Dorsey's use of tempo, uh, jumping in and out of going fast. And the Bills did that, I believe, if my memory serves, against Miami a little bit, where they went up tempo at times. 
couple of weeks ago. I don't really think they had to necessarily against the Bears because the game was firmly in hand for more than half of the contest. Right. But there are advantages when you're going against a much more formidable defense like the Bengals front. Yeah, and and I and I get all that. Um, I I I don't even. I just think that when you get into those situations, and I don't even. Yeah, I I. I don't know. I this game has got me in knots. I think thinking about what <laughs> you know what I mean, because there, every time you come up with a, a with an advantage for one of these two teams the other team has faced something where the another team had a strength in that area and they couldn't take advantage of it yeah this is going to be a great game but i think it, it will like i said i th- i think this game's going to if you don't score i think i think you got to score in the 30s to win it even though these teams have had times even recently where they've been in the 20s and low 20s and won games i don't know you, you sound – I'm sensing concern in your voice, Steve. Are you okay? This is a tough game. I know. This is a tough game. It, it's far from a gimme. I, I really I, – what did I say last week? I think I said like 38-35. That's what, this game's got 38-35 written all over it. Yeah. And it could be a guy that has the ball last game. It's right? got – yeah. Both these teams, I think, will be in the 30s. And it may be come down to the last one to have the football – I can't see – well, this this is because we're Bills guys. I can't see the Bengals running off and leaving this team on the scoreboard. The Bills have got too right. much in the tank where the quarterback is too good to get left behind in that way. We haven't seen it. It's been since last – this year it's been we since haven't. last year, midseason, early season with the, the Colts, Colts game yeah. that, they, that they laid an egg. So they're not, I don't think they're going to get run off and left. I can I can bend it now because I'm a think because I'm, I'm a Bills guy. I can bend it where the Bills will get up by 17 points late in the game. But I can't even me. I can't I can't see a game like the Bills were hanging on guy like the 41 to 10 they hung on the Rams no. or the. And you know, I and I would I would submit 10, that no lead is probably safe in this game tonight either. Well, the with the firepower that both teams offer. Bengals were down 17 to Tampa Bay. 4 weeks ago, during this during this streak they just had. In week 15, they were down 17 to Tampa Bay. They got it to 17-3 at halftime, and then they forced mm. four second half turnovers from Tampa Bay and beat them. That was in the midst of this run they just had. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't all been, you know, sunshine and sprinkles for the Bengals. They've had some rough patches, but they fight through it, and they've, they've won games in spite of them. Casey on the tweet sheet says, Time for White to remind people who he is and give Elam the opportunity to run with these long, fast receivers, limit the big plays, and put a cap on their offense. Make Joe Dink and Doug down the field. Um, a lot to unpack in this one that we might not get to all of it before the break here. But, Steve, what – what do we say about White getting back to full form, number one? And then number two, opposite him, it's still been Dane Jackson in the starting lineup. Elam has rotated in. We know that Elam has elite physical traits. Could that be the better match for what Cincinnati has at wideout? 
I'll bet you see Elam on the field. I think they'll rotate those guys in on certain down and distances. Maybe on long yardage, you put Elam on the field. Or maybe you maybe you do it like they've done it in the past where the guy gets a series here, a series there, and they do the entire down and distance, no matter. Or maybe they will get specific and put Elam in on a third and long where he can run with these guys. Or a third and short even where he can get up on them and, physical, and get with some physicality on a short yard, a third and short. You know what I'm saying? A guy like Elam can mm-hmm. get up and get some hands on him and make it tough for him on a short completion. Um, all of that stuff's on the table. But you and I, you and I have been talking about it. We haven't, you know, we don't get to watch practice, so who knows what the, how they're going to use Elam if they are. Uh, we thought for a minute, I thought for a hot minute, Benford might, uh, not Benford, uh, yeah, Benford. I thought Benford might come on on the field as well because he's a big physical guy. But I don't think he's going to get active. You know, so I'm all about Elam getting on the field and using his athleticism. He's much bigger than Dane Jackson, much more physical, and he's started to get his mind around how to play corner at the NFL level. He's got more of this defense under his belt, and I think he can play more instinctive now, which is what he, you'd love to see him do. So I like that. I don't have a problem with putting Elam out there for a minute and see if he can physical up these guys. Yeah, I just know that, you know, earlier in the show you were talking about maybe pressing them at the line at times, getting rough with them and stuff, and I think Elam fits the bill for that. Since oh, yeah. That's what he did more than anything else in college at Florida. Yeah. Benford could do it, too. Um, yeah. Because he's big. He's And he's thick, too. I mean, he, Elam looks like so is could, Xavier. So is Xavier Rhodes. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, we can talk. You remind, all this talk about these guys reminds me of what the Bills look for in a corner. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Big, long. Yeah. Trey is that way. There's. There's no Jack Jones running around the bill section. That is right. There's no 5'8", Jack, 175-pound Jack Jones running around. And I looked him up. He's 5'8", buck 75. I told you. You're He's right. tiny. He is. Uh, you got me. 5'9", in cleats, maybe. Um, <laughs> on Yeah, 5'9", on concrete in cleats. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break because uh, we are up against the break. So we will step aside here. When we come back, more of your thoughts on the tweet sheet. We'll see if we also have time for a little NFL true-false. Coming your way next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. This has game of the year vibe. But this is probably their sharpest and fiercest test to date. Lose to the Bengals, I think you're screwed. This is this is what you work so hard for throughout the you know the body of the season is to come down to the stretch here and play these games. The dude's all ball. He he loves football. Um, obviously he's he's a heck of a talent, a heck of a player. I mean everybody that watches Josh, you don't have there's no there's no secrets about why he's so good. Monday night matchup at Rumble in the jungle. Tell me that doesn't get you pumped up. Welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you as we get closer and closer. 
to Monday Night Football between <laughs> the Bills and the Bengals. A clash of the Titans here in Cincinnati. And uh, I got to tell you, peep, there were a lot of Bills fans on the streets uh, over the week. Saw a bunch of them out here last night. Uh, Bills fans, as we know, great road travelers. What is this? About a seven-hour drive, I want to say. Shorter flight than that. Yeah, it's a um, short flight. I know the yeah. yeah, I know the Northern Kentucky and Cincinnati Bills backers chapters are out in force. They have like a giant event they've got uh tailgating wise. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how well represented uh Bills Mafia is tonight. Is E. Wood out there making appearances all over the place? He's gotta be big medicine down there this weekend, right? He's a local <laughs> guy and he does the, the Bills. Cincinnati native. Right. I mean, um, doesn't he have to be yeah. like you know, in oh, high demand. Me? I'm sure the guy just drove up today. He probably yeah, just, you know, he hopped in his car around 10, 11 in the morning. Said, ah, maybe I'll get there for a late lunch, you know. <laughs> right to the right to his reserved parking spot this, at the stadium. This was this was his best commute to a road game all season. I was telling him, hey, because he he drove up four hours yeah. last week from Louisville to Chicago in some treacherous weather. Right. And then drove home, and fortunately for him, got home for Christmas long before any of us did. And uh, I said, well, at least your road trip next week might be the easiest of the year. He goes, maybe the easiest ever. Yeah. It's not <laughs> far. It's not far. It's like an hour away, right? I mean, Louisville yeah. and Cincinnati are like, you could throw a rock. Plus, he's from Cincinnati. He knows all the shortcuts, you know, that whole thing. So. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be well rested, having slept he'll in his be, own bed. He's going to show up about. He'll be out hobnobbing. He'll show up about 30 seconds before you go on the air, and say, "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> yeah, great. And yeah, great. and just what should, I need. We should say again that shit. Yeah, <laughs> tonight, if you haven't heard, uh, uh, Chris Brown, our own Chris Brown from One Bills Live, is going to do the play-by-play tonight for the Ra- Bills radio broadcast, uh, as as John Murphy's feeling under the weather. Um, so, you know, it. it it's going to sound different, I'm sure. I mean, with you doing it, right? Well, yeah, I'm not. You're Murph, not going to do a Murphy Im- not me, imitation. So. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I could. I don't right, know if I could if I tried. Yeah. So, well, our thoughts. But yeah, it'll I, be fun. Looking forward feels, to it. Hope um, Murph feels better. But I, th- I, I, I'm sure Eric is not going to leave you hanging. He's going to, you know. No, you know, it's a it's a great broadcast crew that they have there in the booth every week. You know, I've worked with them on the pregame for a long time, and oh, so yeah. oh, it's like a, uh, I know they'll have yeah. me ready to roll. So We're, it's people don't know it's really you really get familiar with all the guys on the crew, Brody and and you know the, the Greg whole crew. Harvey and yeah, Murph's boys that spot for him and all that. It's the <laughs> best. So yeah, you'll be in good hands tonight. Yeah, because you just did the games a short time ago during COVID. I had to do them on COVID year, yeah, because E couldn't couldn't travel. Right, right. Well, neither could you guys, for that matter. No, we didn't have to travel. (laughs) We did every game home and away from the same room. You know, for the Bills, pretty wild. The Bills broadcast. We we were doing. Think about it. We were doing. What what were some of the big games in that? Oh, we did the AFC Championship game from the booth here at Highmark. Which is bizarre. It it was dark. Yeah, well, that too. They didn't Except have for the lights, they only had the lights on in the booth. We nowhere had, else. Yeah, it was like a big building with one little room light lit up. One room little lit up. It was me and Murphy. It's like crew. a nightlight in a stadium. Yeah, it was amazing. We did that for every home away game that year. 
So there's some pretty lonely nights here. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's change the subject here, Steve. Let's do a little NFL true false. All right. Which is presented by Patron Tequila, the official tequila of the Buffalo Bills. And we lead off with NFL true false number one. Aaron Rodgers will return to the Packers next season. True or false? I'm going to say yes. They're not going to get off him. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yes, I think. Why would he not? I, I think it's very. I think it's almost a given that he will not leave Green Bay. They're not going to let him out the door. Um, no, and they really don't have the out in the contract until 2024. You know, they cut him next year. The cap hits 31 million, but the dead cap is 99. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to win. He's, they're trying to win their fifth straight to finish the season coming weekend against Detroit. After just lumping up the Vikings big time. Yeah, they're winning in, right? The Packers. Uh, I. Uh, they I believe need, they're winning in. They may need some help, right? Oh, winning oh, in? Okay, they? there you go. Thanks, Jay. Yeah, they I'm win, pretty they're sure in. they're winning in now. Yeah. And I'll say Detroit needs to win and then get some help, right? That is correct. Yeah, that's they, amazing. I don't know that Detroit's conference record has put them in a good position. Right. But, yeah, I, I'm going to say false on this one. Uh, he'll be there next season. Um, no, it's so not false. It's true. Me, it's true. Oh, true. Sorry, I'm true. Uh, he will be there next season. The money alone tells you that. Right. Ninety nine million in dead cap. They're not. They're yeah. not taking. And they're going to finish this season um, if they win and in and they get to the playoffs. They, you're not moving off him. You don't go to right. the playoffs. And so he'll play there next year, and then if it all falls apart, then they'll talk about moving on. Yeah, they'll talk about it then. I'm with you. All right. NFL true false number two. Saints have their quarterback for 2023. On their current roster, um, I'm gonna say uh, no. I don't. So think you're talking Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Taysom Hill. Though, I mean, you're taking one or two of those of guys may be one of the two of those guys may be on the roster, but yeah. yeah I'm-, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. They're not... I'm they're going to look for somebody else. Andy Dalton is is old. And Jameis uh, if Jameis can't get on the field after the for Andy Dalton, it, right. <laughs> um Andy Dalton's 35 years old. This is 12th year. It'll be his 13th year next year. Man, that went by fast, didn't it? Yeah. So 
Uh, yeah, I'm I'm thinking no. I think they're going to look for a starting quarterback. Yeah, they they got to hit the reset button at the position. I would agree with you. So I don't think they're starting quarterback. Well, if they draft one and they don't want to start him right away, maybe one of the guys on the roster now is the stopgap for maybe the first four or five games of the season, and then yeah. the kid takes over. Yeah, but I that's not what that that's not what our little true false thing is yeah. talking about. Saints have their franchise quarterback yeah. for twenty twenty three on their roster. That they is do not, not. It's no, false. They don't. None of those guys are I don't think Jameis is a franchise quarterback. And maybe, you know, their head coach at Dennis Allen, maybe he sees the quarterback position much differently than Sean Payton did or does, and maybe that's mm-hmm. why Jameis isn't getting on the field because he Jameis was playing for Sean Payton before he got injured and playing pretty well. Um, so maybe it's a little bit of the head coach not liking something about Jameis and whatever that doesn't want him on the field ahead of Andy Dalton. But if you can't play ahead of Andy Dalton at this point of his career with the live arm Jameis and Winston has, something else is going on. So I don't think Jameis is going to be there. Or Andy Dal- or neither one of them are going to be the starting guy. He probably doesn't want to be there in light of how this season has unfolded, right? Yeah, well, that that may be true too. They, it may be mutual. Right. All right. NFL true false number three: The Forty ers have the best defense in the NFL. Probably. I'll say yeah. They got to be in the conversation anyway. I mean, I. Uh, I'd say yeah. Okay. I mean, they got to have a really good defense because they got a rookie quarterback playing lights out, and they're still winning games. I mean, I'm and say what you want about it, they they got to play well, and they are, and that's that's mm-hmm. the real acid test. So, I would tend to say true as well because they're loaded front to back. Although the secondary is probably the weakest part of their defense, and I say that in finger quotes. First in total defense, first in total yards per play, first in run defense, first in yards per carry average against. Then they are first in third down defense. Is that right? Am I reading that column right? No, first in first downs allowed. They're 15th in third down defense. First in points allowed. Steve, you know where they are a little lower than I thought they would be? Red zone defense. As you know, Steve, the Bills now lead the league in red zone defense in terms of preventing opponents from scoring touchdowns once they get inside their red zone, only allowing touchdowns at a clip of 44.4%. If you had to guess, where do you think San Francisco's red zone defense ranks? Uh, Well, I don't know, like 12 or 13. They are 19th. Oh, really? red zone defense. That is shocking to me. Now, if you look at it, it's a, we have to remember it's a percentage stat. They've given up the second fewest red zone touchdowns in the league. Denver's given up 17. Niners have given up 18. But it's their touchdown efficiency. Because they've only given up 32 red zone possessions all season. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's yeah, kind it's of a true. misleading stat. I would say it's true that I would say it's true. Um, they got to uh, they are the best defense in the league. Yeah, they are true. 
All right, that's NFL True False presented by Patron Tequila, the official tequila of the Buffalo Bills. Steve and I take a break. We close it up with some final thoughts on the tweet sheet next year on One Bills Live. Stay tuned. All right, you know what that song means. One Bills Live has been your extended pregame show today as Monday Night Football will cap week 17, Bills, Bengals. Steve already has chicken skin. Let's go! <laughs> oh. uh, so just to keep uh, get everybody up to speed, um, Steve will be helping out with Maddie on Bill's Field Pass, our streaming pregame show, uh, because I'll be doing the radio broadcast, so Steve's helping me out on that end, so thanks for doing that. You guys will bang that out like you usually do. Um, do you guys have post-game tonight? Yep, we have Bills tonight. We'll get home. I'll, I'll get home by 3 a.m. tomorrow morning. We'll get, we'll tape. We'll have Bills tonight live after the post-game till Josh and McDermott speak, and then we'll also tape an hour-long show, Bills Live, which will be on uh, all through the week leading up to the last Week 18 game against the New England Patriots. Awesome. We'll see you all tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 